Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani, and I wanted to let you know that each and every week I'm part of a great program called the Ringer MMA Show. I host it alongside two absolutely brilliant minds. Their names, Chuck Mendenhall and Pete Carroll. And every Thursday, a new episode drops where we preview the weekend in mixed martial arts and react to all the biggest news. Plus, after every UFC pay-per-view, we give you a post-fight show. So this is what you have to do. Just follow the Ringer MMA show on your Spotify app so you don't miss an episode. We'll talk to you then. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Cold open question of the week. Dogs, convince me of an outlandish star acquisition that the Los Angeles Lakers can make right now. To get them uh, outland, an outlandish start. Lakers, Lakers fans do it every season. Who's the one you could convince me of right now? You know what? You know what? I'm glad you asked me that because <laughs> you know who I'm thinking. Who? Bradley Bill. Oh boy! All right, now you taking on that 200 million dollar contract. You know he got a no trade clause. You're taking yep. all that on. You happy with that? Oh yeah, I'm happy with that. Because I know I'm getting buckets, bro. I got another <laughs> offensive player, offensive-minded player coming to the Lakers. So now LeBron ain't got to do everything. Yeah. AD can focus on defense and get his little 18 points. He ain't got to yeah. be an offensive slot, like <laughs> offensive beast like we needed him to be. And he could only do an odd number of games for some reason. Okay. So <laughs> he, he can he take those days off. LeBron gets to chill, put Bradley Bill on the Lakers. Damn. We good, baby. We good. I got I got one last question to ask you. If they go to the finals, what's the what's the series? What's the series number for you if they get Bradley Bill? Lakers are five, dog. You know my <laughs> you know my motto, dog. Lakers in five, okay? Man, if you if you uh if you recognize that voice, that is the one and only Angelo Dawkins. Let's start the show, guys. What's going on, Jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening you're to You're listening to And you are listening to And you're listening, you're listening to You are listening to The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. 
And welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. Uh, my partner in crime, David Shoemaker, is out for today, but joining me in his presence uh, needs no big introduction, but you know his name. He is a former WWE Raw Tag Team Champion, former NXT Tag Team Champion. He's what happened to Street Profits. He's my dog, the one and only Angelo Dawkins. What's going on, partner? What's good, fam? Thanks for having me, dog. Bro, this is going to be so much fun, man. Usually, Aww. you know what I mean? A lot of people who listen to the show, they uh they used to get the the, you know, the weekly recaps of what's going on in wrestling whether it's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, all that stuff. But we're going to do something a little different today, you know what I mean? Cuz okay. we got my boy here, you know what I mean? And um we're going to get right into it, man, because I me and Docs, me and Docs talk a lot of sports on NBA Twitter, bro. Like whether it's Football season, basketball season, like we're just always at each other's mentions. He's always at, coming at me about my Knicks. I'm always coming at him about the Lakers and the Bengals. You know what I mean? And we're on both. We're both on opposite sides of our of our sports fandom. So, in in honor of the one and only Shannon Sharp calling it a calling it a a, a rap at undisputed. I'm gonna do my best to get my man Docs into that chair next to Skip Bayless. So what we gonna oh, do? Oh, what's good? What's good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want, I want Skip. I want Skip. <laughs> Bring it to me. All right, bet. Let's get let's get right into it, then, Docs. Let's get right into it. Uh, the NBA Finals just wrapped up. You know what I mean? They mm -hmm. just uh, crowned the NBA champion, the Denver Nuggets. Obviously. You had a front row seat to see that that washing by your Lakers. You know what I mean? They did get swept. I hate to bring it up, but uh, talk to me about the, the Denver this Denver Nuggets team, man. Nikola Jokic absolutely dominated. Gave your boy AD the work. Swept your boys the Lakers. You feel me? It was kind of rough on you, but I know I know it's, I, the 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 sting wear off at least knowing that they went on to win the championship. At least does that? Do you get that feeling a little bit? I mean, first off, let's just address the elephant in the room. I don't like how, how much excitement you took from saying that the Lakers got cooked. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to need you to dial it back a little bit. I'm, I'm more just depressed. saying there was, there was one team that got swept in the entire playoffs, and it just so happened on, to be bro. your boys, bro. I'm just saying facts. I'm not trying to come at you or nothing. Oh, yeah, it's all good. Denver Nuggets, that's a different animal. You know, everything was working for them. Their role players were playing on real. Catavius Caldwell Pope. You know what I'm saying? Still held that grudge from that crappy short run that he had with the Lakers against the Phoenix Suns a couple years ago. He got mad at LeBron for yelling at him for passing up an open three because he couldn't make one. And all of a sudden, he just can't miss. Homeboy done turned into Steph Curry. Had the pool party effect going on. Dude was seeing baddies in the crowd and stuff like that. I'm like, bro, what, what is we on right now? Like, what's going on here? You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm like, dude, what, what, like, where'd this dude come from? Nikola Jokic. That dude, man, I, I saw somebody say it earlier in the week. He has the passing of magic. Yeah. The scoring of or the shooting of Steph. Like he was shooting a better percentage than uh, Steph. It was Mike Curry. Breen. Mike Breen said, Mike Breen yep. said uh he's got the passing magic. He rebounds like Moses and he shoots like Dirk. Is what they yeah. said. <laughs> I was like, man, look, bro, there's nothing you can do about it. The only dude that could probably stop him is playing basketball in Taiwan right now, and that's Dwight <laughs> Howard. Like, the last time we saw Joker struggle was against Dwight Howard in the bubble. And, yo, look. I mean, that was Lakers three, that used was three years ago, though, bro. That was three years ago. I'm not going to hold you. That was a little Damn. bit of time ago, but. 
Dwight Howard's still athletic. I think he can still give Joker a little a little trouble, you know what I'm saying? But no, was, it was that, just that was probably the wildest thing about it though, right? Because it felt like he went through kind of a gauntlet of people that you would think would be able to defend him, right? Like they played the Timberwolves first round. They could say what you want about Rudy Gobert. You would think, all right, he could at least slow him down a little bit. Nope, cooked him. Goes up against the Phoenix Suns. You think DeAndre Ayton would at least slow him down a little bit. Nope, cooked him. You get to Anthony Davis, I'm like, all right, he's definitely not going to do this against Anthony Davis. Cooks him too. And then, you know, Bam Adebayo, I think, I think Bam Adebayo might have played him the best out of all four of them, which is crazy to think yeah. about. But it well, was too he, late by then, man. He was just doing everything for them. Right. I mean, let's let's go over the first two dudes that you named. Aiden and uh, Rudy Gobert. Now, look, man, I get it. Rudy Gobert, he can block shots, okay? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see it. <laughs> I I don't see I yo, look man like there they Rudy said, Gobert might yo, be the most disrespected dude in the league, bro. Like nobody likes him with him, man. Look, man, all I'm saying is this: he is the only dude that I know that if you play a five guard lineup against him, he's going to struggle. Okay, yeah, he's going yeah. to struggle, and the reason being. Because he has no offensive game whatsoever. He has no post moves, okay? Only thing he can do is jump and dunk, okay? But then they take him out to the perimeter. This dude moves like he has two left feet. And it's just like, bro, <laughs> come on, man. Like, and I, I like Rudy Gobert. I don't want to sound like I'm hating on him, but like, yeah. I remember now, one Rudy, time he, Rudy comes from a bygone era, bro. Like, back in the day, yeah. like, if it was like the year 2000, like late 90s, He'd be, uh, uh, I mean, he's already a multi-time all-star, but like he would fit right in when you had big men that would guard big men and just stay in the post right. and all that. But once you get him out in the perimeter, it's it's open season on him. And I think everybody's yeah, kind of seen that. Bro, when, once Trevor Mann dropped 32 on him, I was like, okay, like Rudy Gobert is basically <laughs> unplayable in the playoffs. I now know that now. <laughs> Golly, that was, that, was, yeah. that was bad. That was bad. De I, I, DeAndre Ayton, man. Okay. That would hurt me the most because I'm like, all right, yo, this dude had a historic, historic playoff run a couple years ago. Yes. And then for some reason, like when the contracts came up, they were like, hey, you know what? We're going to make you earn that money. You got to guard Giannis one-on-one. <laughs> Instead of building a wall, trying to win the chip, they said, you know what? We're going to put you against Giannis, who's the best player in the league. Good luck. And Giannis put 50 and 20 on him. <laughs> Dang near every game. <laughs> and then the he ain't been the and same the ever since. Game. My God. That's a good, that's a big point. I didn't even realize that. They definitely made DeAndre Ayton go out there. And and mind you, this is around the time I think Giannis was like struggling mightily at the free throw line and couldn't really shoot it that well right. either. So I think conventional wisdom would think, oh, okay, this is a decent matchup for DeAndre Ayton. But Giannis do, does what, what great players do. And he just took advantage and rose to the occasion. Yeah, I was just like, bro, like, I was like, ever, ever since that moment right there, DeAndre yeah. Aiden, because that was the reason for them to, like, not really give him his money. Because the only reason he got his money is because the Pacers dropped that money for him. They were like, nah, we going to match it. Yeah, Boom. That was, yeah. that, it wasn't like, oh, yo, you played your butt off. But ever since that game, Aiden's been slowly, 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 slowly declining. So when he go up against Joker, who's out hustling him, even though he's more athletic than Joker, 
He's running the floor. This boy Aiden over there looked like he just started cardio. You know what I'm saying? For the first <laughs> time in three years. And I'm just like, bro, like, this is unreal. Like, he just had to say like, something about the Jokic thing, man. Like, he, he people say he doesn't look athletic, bro. But, like, for some reason, when he gets the ball and he's, like, pushing the break, he's, like, he's not slow. Like, he's pushing it. Like, you got to run with him. It's not like, you know what I mean? They're just bro. jogging back and forth. But it's I guess it's hard for a seven-footer to kind of keep that pace with him. So he can't be mad on athletic if he's doing that every game, right? Like I said, there's only one dude I've seen be able to stop him, and his name is Dwight Howard. He's over <laughs> in Taiwan. Dwight Howard's picking him up 94 feet. He might <laughs> foul him, but he's going to make contact with him. Listen, Everybody else is be, letting Yoger just you run. Might be, you might be at the top of, of – uh, you might get Dwight Howard's next wedding invitation for that for that <laughs> incredible bro, comedy like, love for him, bro. Because, no, he was – I know that I thought they were talking about having him uh, uh, take a pay cut, like a sixty-five percent pay cut over in Taiwan or something like that, because they say he wasn't taking the game seriously. So I think somebody's gonna hear what you're saying and say, "Damn, Dwight Howard did guard Jokic pretty well." And I think going, you know, going into the next couple of seasons and you know the next seasons after that, you're gonna have to find players that are going to be able to at least take away one or two things that he does well, right? Like, right. you're at the point where, you know, when Steph was at the top of the league and the entire league was like, all right, we need to, if we don't have a guard that can at least match that offensive energy, bro, it's going to be bad news. It's going to be a rump, yeah. And the entire league went to get top shooting point guards. And I think now with Jokic, we might get something similar where it's like, all right, we got to go and get some big dudes that can move because – this 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 slubby Serbian dude is gonna just run through us <laughs> yeah. all, all throughout the playoffs, like we just saw. So I mean, it's basically it's wild, got the Shack effect. Yes, it's the Shack effect. He was dudes were getting drafted solely because they were big, and it was like, oh, you look like you could bang bodies with Shaq. Gosh. All right, we're gonna pick you. Like, be ready. All right, <laughs> yeah, cool. Now, yeah. like, it's like, all right, who can guard Jokic? Who can who guard one through five? Don't get me no, wrong, but who I can remember, mainly guard Jokic? I remember those names that, like, were drafted to, like, stop Shaq. Like, the, the Sagna Jop, remember him? Yeah. <laughs> I remember, remember the Sagna Jop? I mean, Ke- I mean, more or less, Kendrick Perkins was 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 drafted on that sort of basis. Like, yo, he's a big body that could guard, right. like, the Shacks of the of the post or whatever. And he did. And he was he out of high school. Out of high school, I remember. Fresh out of Texas. So, like, there was dudes who was... You know, you would see their scouting report, and if they were, like, 7 feet, 6'10", like, 280, 290, the first thing they're thinking is, oh, okay, he can go and guard Shaq. I right. think it's going to have the same effect for Jokic, too. Right. They did not care if they had an offensive move with the memory or anything. <laughs> they said, hey, look, you look like you can block shots and play defense, and you've got a big enough body. Shaq is what? 280, lean, muscle at the time? Yeah. Oh, now he at the 300? Oh, yeah, we need you, bro. Six, seven foot. 308? Oh, yeah, you get drafted, bro. You're going to see a lot of these guys. I think that's why Wemby's going so high in the draft. Not that Wemby ain't super nice or whatever. Like, he definitely is. Right. But I think the league is like, to be a top prospect now, you can't just be seven foot and, like, immobile. Like, you got to be, like, a fluid dude. You got to, you know, like, Porzingis is, like, the baseline. Like, you got to be able to move, like, at that level or higher or else you're not going to be able to play. You know what I'm saying? Like It was... It was it was it was crazy, man. Because like, man, the one thing about Wemby is it's gonna be very interesting to see what the Spurs do with him. 
because yeah. they gonna have to get him in the weight room. There's been a couple videos where dudes <laughs> are smaller than him and they was giving him buckets. Like the uh, kid from Memphis, uh, Kenny yes. Lofton Jr. Yes, he was yes. giving him. Well, don't sleep on Kenny Lofton like, Jr. Though he's 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 kind of nice. He's been, he's been a buck. No, no, I I know <laughs> I know I know he's nice, yeah. but he's a big body. He's like now six four know, though. That's the with, thing. He's like <laughs> right, he's but he's a like a stocky six four. So he's yeah. just boom, just using his body. So like when you get into the league. What's Giannis gonna do to him? What's LeBron gonna do to him? Like dudes that can like power through you and just go up and finish at any given point in time. Like what's Kawhi gonna do? Like it's it's gonna be very interesting to see that. I mean, in addition to you know, uh, I mean, the one thing that was good about Wemby is he didn't miss any games this year. That was the one thing I was looking for. I was like, all right, is he gonna? Yeah. You know, is his body gonna hold up? But you know, I don't want to put no bad juju on him. I'm gonna knock on wood or whatever. But we just saw with Chet Holmgren. Last year, where it wasn't so much that his body couldn't like match up with the other big dudes, but it just it just doesn't hold up because he's just so tall and lanky, and the game is faster and quicker and shit like that. Happens. First off, hold up, that was a pro am <laughs> game, bro. <laughs> oh that yeah, was a that's right. Game. That's my, right. My man was, was trying to the... play defense on LeBron at a pro am game. Yeah. My brother, it's a pro am game. Okay, Damn. this ain't. If it was summer league, I'm all right, all right, G League, okay, cool, cool. You got me there. Like, obviously, you want to make a good impression on your team, yeah. on your teammates, and all that. But my man, that's a pro am game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why are you playing defense that hard on the fast break against now LeBron? Damn, I fell yeah, for him. Now though, look man. At I fell for him though. Cause I think he he would have made a huge difference for that OKC team this year. I think, I mean, obviously next year he's gonna be a big uh, asset for them. But uh, yeah, that sucks for him. I hope I hope he comes back before because I like Chet. I watched Chet for a long time. Covered him at the Slam High School All American Classic. I was like, this big yeah, white boy, super nice though, super nice. One the yeah, one he's, on he's, one. OKC is gonna be a fun team to watch when he get like, especially like him, Getty, Shake Hill, Shake uh, kid. I can't even say his last name right. Uh, Shake Shea Gil just Alexander. Shea, <laughs> yeah, so, I was about to say Michael Gilchrist, nah, <laughs> but nah, <laughs> not, not but nah, Shake. Shay is yeah. Shay is nice, man. He's just like that whole team is gonna be very, very good. Lou Dort, defensive yeah. ace, What's can actually Josh like Giddy? put up a Josh couple Giddy, shots. Super nice. Josh like Giddy, super nice. Let's talk one more. Let's talk about uh. Let's let's switch let's switch gears real quick, dogs. Let's talk about uh your Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Jamar Chase mm-hmm. uh was in the interview yesterday. I think they're doing mandatory mini camps right now, and they asked him who's the best player in the league, and without even hesitating, he goes. Joe Burrow, you know what I mean? And yes, sir. When they went up to him uh, and, and they followed up, he said, uh, you know, Pat who? You know what I mean? Playing around. And I was watching ESPN today and watching just a lot of the talks and, like, football season's heating up right now. And it's, I think it's really dope that, like, for the first time in a long time, we got, like, two super young quarterbacks in their prime that, like, yep. have – real sort of like disdain for each other. There was like the Burrowhead stuff that was happening last year uh, when they were going into Arrowhead Stadium. You got uh, Patrick Mahomes Sr. talking about we smoking on that Burrow pack, you know what I mean, after knocking him out of the playoffs. And uh, I know you guys have your, your eyes set on the Kansas City Chiefs, man. Y'all guys have 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 have, uh, have have traded AFC championships over the past several years. Uh, yep. I say all that to say, how do you feel about your Bengals this year, man? Man, I'm feeling really good. You know, I mean the the main the main thing that we addressed we we addressed it uh, the old line. So yeah. that was that was basically what ended up running out of gas for us 
in the AFC Championship game. Obviously, we were we were pretty lucky and uh, good against Buffalo. We dominated the line of scrimmage that game. Um, the week before, obviously Baltimore. The, I was at that game. That was that was a rough one, but our old line played. Eh, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like, but once we got the uh, Arrowhead Stadium, it was a it was a different ball, ball game, man. Especially like Chris Jones and all of them being highly motivated because everybody was calling it Burrowhead. The Cincinnati mayor saying whatever the heck he said, which was, <laughs> I mean. I would have said it after the game, but I, I mean, that's, it's whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, and then like the year before, I remember Chris Jones had a sack on Joe Burrow and he let him go and Joe Burrow scampered for a first down and that kept the drive going. And I believe that was the drive that ended up getting us to tie the game and send it into overtime pretty much. So like he had a motivation going, Frank Clark had motivation going like, and then Tyler Boyd getting hurt. If Tyler Boyd, doesn't get hurt, I think, obviously, the DBs for the Kansas City Chiefs ain't going to be able to double-team Chase and Higgins, even though we were still balling with those boys. Mm. But, man, it like what needed to be addressed was our O-line, and we got Orlando Brown. Hopefully, that just makes everything way easier. Hopefully, our O-line stays healthy. We don't have three starters go out back-to-back-to-back weeks, and, uh, and like, it's 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 looking really good, you know. I, I like the rookies. I like the draft that we had. We got some other receivers, too. So, like, that's going to be – the ball going to be uh, slanging around, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and we got a good man. run game, I hope, this year. I'm, yeah. I'm liking our chances. Our defense is going to be nice yet again. So, and I'm, I'm pumped. I like our chances, too, man. But the AFC got tougher, especially my New York Jets. If you feel me, you see Aaron Rodgers over there. It's going to be a lot of teams – uh, vying for uh, that AFC title this year, trying to knock off Patty Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I hope, I hope Shannon and Skip heard this, man, because this is really good. I really did, I really did oh, like the right. sports talk. Real quick, oh, we yeah. can do it. We gonna do it again more often, but let's let's jump into some WWE stuff before we get you out of here, man. I bad, know you got bad, a busy bad. day. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. 
Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. Cold slurpy drinks and a hot summer day are a match made in heaven and your favorite refreshment just got even better. Let's talk about 7-Eleven's $1 small slurpy drink with seven rewards. It's the classic frozen fizzy treat you can't get anywhere else. I'm a blue raspberry guy. Just know that about me. Know that I'm going to be going forward. Anytime there's a drink like this, I'm in on the blue raspberry. If you're feeling thirsty, feeling thirsty right now, how about going to visit a 7-Eleven valid through 1725? 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax, participating U.S. stores. See app for full terms. All rights reserved. WWE introduced some new titles this week. Rhea finally got hers, uh, you know, the, the mm-hmm. WWE Women's World Championship. And now the only titles left that still have, uh, you know, this the old school sort of uh, design is the Tag Team Championship. So I don't know, Docs. I feel like you would be in the know more than I would. I mean, the women's got theirs. The men got theirs. Is there a new WWE Tag Team title design possibly coming down down, down the pipeline? Man, your guess is as good as mine. I mean, if there is, I hope, you know, I hope. What can only hope, man? Uh, but nah, man, I mean, you know, the titles that we got still look good, you know, red and blue, you know what I'm saying? We might merge them together, you know what I'm saying? Hit a little go hot, go tanner trucks <laughs> on them real quick, you know what I'm saying? Ah, fusion, you know what I mean? But yeah. nah, I mean, make it make it purple, you know? <laughs> red and blue make purple, okay? Don't introduce purple gang, bro. <laughs> but nah, man. I mean, hey, if they, if they de- if they decide to change it, man, then, I mean, I'm all for it. You know, uh, uh, I mean, what do you think of the new designs, though, man? What do you think? What do you think of the new title looks? What What you feeling about it? Oh, I like them. I like them. They look good. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they look good around my waist. They look good around uh, Montez's waist. So I mean, hey, you never know. No. Hey, speaking of which, man, uh, you know, you and Montez obviously still riding together as the Street Profits, but more and more we're seeing you guys as, uh, you know, solo competitors. And uh, one question I want to ask you is, what do you make of fans thinking that, like, you and Montez would have to split in order to have, like, real solo success? Do you think it's possible to still have that solo success and still come together sort of like the New Day did? Or do you believe, you know, to, to really lift up to what you will expect to do as a solo artist, a solo wrestler, you got to break up like the shield did or something like that. Uh, you know, I think everybody's just fascinated with breaking everybody breaking up. Uh, <laughs> it just, it happens everywhere. Like it happens in basketball, football, baseball, like sports in general, heck music groups, they start out as groups and then they break off. And then you have that one dude who like ascends big time, but like, I mean, for us, man, we we trying to, I guess, do what the New Day did. We, we always going to have each other's back. You know what I'm saying? When he's doing his thing, I remember he had the Elimination Chamber and he showed out. And uh, I was there for him. You know what I'm saying? I was sending support and uh, making sure he was good mentally and just ready to go and shock the world, which he did. He showed out. I mean, I ain't climbing no fence like that and flipping <laughs> off of it. So, <laughs> but no, nah, man, we we make sure we're there for each other. And like everybody, 
they just want to see, obviously they want Montez to do great. You know what I'm saying? They want him to do big things. They want me to do big things too. So like, they feel like we got to split up to accomplish those things. I don't personally think that way. Uh, I think we could both have each other's back. And then obviously we'll have our side missions going out there and putting on shows by ourselves. Even though we get tired, we get winded. You know, I like to tag out, get, catch my breath a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But no, nah, I mean, I think I think we I think we're good staying together and having each other's back and showing that we can still go for the same goals, whether we have a singles goal or uh, as a tag team, obviously. But we'll have each other's back no matter what. Even uh, I, I hear that. One thousand percent. But even the best of teammates, the the Stephen Curry's and Clay's, the Russell Westbrook and KD's, like as a competitor, you're always gonna have at least a little bit of a chip on your shoulder when they feel like the other guy is the person that is like destined to be the MVP, the solo success, and all that. Like you, that's, that's gotta right. be a little sub on your shoulder when you hear that. You be like, all right, watch what I'm about to do. We'll go out there. And I feel like fans have I'm, caught on, especially in the past half year, as far as like, yeah. yo, don't sleep on Dawkins either. Yeah, I mean, look, man, I I got my brothers back all through and through, but I feel like low key, like, and it's not what they said about him; it's what they said about me. Yeah, and some of the things people say about me, and I'm like, wait, I was just, I, I was just chilling in the background. Like, I have no problem stepping off to the side and letting my boy shine. Mm-hmm. But it was like the talk about me was starting to like get a little disrespectful, and I was like, oh. Oh, these dudes really think, and like Montez even said it to me before. He was like, "Yo, is this is funny?" And it was like I just laughed. I was like, "All right, well, we about to go show out." Then looks like they got a different dog on their head. So now, like everybody's seeing, like, "Oh, I'm doing things that I shouldn't be able to do with my size," and people are like, "Oh, oh, oh." I mean, they would have been better off shutting up about me. <laughs> and maybe we wouldn't be getting this Dawkins. But now, like, I'm a completely different guy now. I'm a little bit more woken up. Uh, and you know what I'm saying? And, like, Tez, he's like, bro, I know you got my back, but sometimes you got to you gotta show these boys, like, stop talking disrespectful on your name and shoot. Him and uh, Tez and B have done, like, a great job of, like, staying on me because, like, I'm, I'm a very I'm very laid back. I'm like, I, I, I kind of do – shy away from a spotlight just because like I just never really felt like that was my strong suit you know mm, uh, mm. like I like I like tag teams so like I never considered myself in that in that realm but the talk about me was starting to piss me off to a point where I'm like all right bet like shoot man I ain't even do nothing I was just supporting my brother now everybody want to call me like this freaking scrub or something like i have no <laughs> business being here like like wait whoa, 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 hold up hold up like now we gonna have to start putting respect to my name a little bit and like yeah. now like and like they they get on me about it I, they call me too passive here and there and like all that stuff so like now it's just like all right now i'm about to come for what's mine and that's more of the respect side now if there's like a singles opportunity where there's a championship on the line, and I get to go out there and show off. Yeah, I'm a show off. You know, I had that match with Seth last year in Cleveland. Like, that was nuts. The match with Priest was insane and, and all that stuff, wrestling the Usos and stuff like that. Getting to, getting to show off what I can do and do things like that, you know. And uh, now everybody knows that I'm 
basically a hybrid here in WWE. I can fly with the best of them, and I can run through the biggest ones. So, man, speaking of do. running through the biggest ones, man, you had a WrestleMania moment this year, bro. Like you, you, you hit sticking Braun Strowman right in that corner. It, it it sounded like it might as, it might as well have been Aaron Donald getting a sack in the in the in the in the SoFi Stadium. How loud it got <laughs> when you hit that hit! I was right there. I was like, "Hey, yo, um, <laughs> talk to me about that hit, man!" Because he he looked like he was flying, and I don't know if that was the adrenaline or, or whatnot, but I never seen nobody get pounced that that big, that hard, and that fast in that sort of so... situation. Take me take me through that. <laughs> <laughs> uh so basically uh if you remember Braun came back and his first time back it was me Taz New Day Los Lotharios and Gable and Otis and I believe that he cleaned house on all of us put me through the announcer's table I went to go get him he decided to have eyes in the back of his head that day <laughs> and uh <laughs> And then I was like, I took a middle no. I was like, oh, okay, cool, back. Like, oh, I'm going to get this dude back. I don't know when, but I'm going to get him back. And what <laughs> I do is going to be crazy. And the fact that we were in SoFi, I was still kind of hot because that was when the Bengals lost the Super Bowl <laughs> because of a stinking Aaron Donald sack. <laughs> so, like, I was, man, I was, I was so pumped for this match. I was like, yo. I'm about to go in in this match, bro. Like, I don't care who I, like, whoever's in my way, I'm hitting them. First dude that's in my way, I'm smacking the crap out of them just to give revenge and just, just to give revenge on Cincinnati. I put the whole city of Cincinnati on my back <laughs> that night because I was pissed because Aaron Donald got that stupid sack and fourth down, bro. Like, he just took over the game at the end. And I was just like, all right, look, man. And then sure enough, the opportunity presented itself. You know, Brian was running through everybody. And uh, I have to give a shout out to my uh, Viking prophet, Brother Eric, you know, for uh, realizing. <laughs> he he saw me. He saw He was like, oh, dogs is right there. And he he, he knows from our, from our times during the uh, pandemic, oh, dogs thrives on coming out of nowhere and smacking people. And I had to revert back to my football days. And Brian was just running rough shot. You know what I'm saying? He was feeling himself. He was feeling good because he was running through everybody. And then, boom. <laughs> Shook the Y'all stadium. Heard the thud. Shook yeah. the stadium, bro. Shook the stadium. <laughs> our earthquake hit. And Los Angeles, our earthquake hit at SoFi Stadium. The ground moved. The heavens split it open. The sun was shining down. And what happened? Yes. Yes, I proved to the world that monsters can get derailed too yes, by sir. the one and only Angelo Dawkins, okay? Because I had J.I.D., J. Cole, stink <laughs> in my head as I was hitting Braun Strowman because I brought the hit stick, I brought the pain. I did what I had to do, and I got my revenge on Braun Strowman. That day, I got my revenge for the Cincinnati Bengals that day. <laughs> and I had to, you know what I'm saying? I had to remind people that your boy did win the national championship in football. So, you know. Hey, man, listen, listen. The receipts was kept. The receipts was oh, kept. Yeah. <laughs> Dogs, man. I got I got a few more questions before before we head you out of here. Uh, this week on NXT, uh, Seth Rollins, the uh, world heavyweight champion, is uh, going down to NXT to take on mm-hmm. Braun Bar- Breaker to defend the world title. Um, you've been on both sides of, of what's going to take place. You've been the veteran 
working with some NXT guys, and you've been the NXT guy on the rise uh, going up against a dude on the main roster. Um, talk to me about sort of like what that energy shift is like. Like, if you're a younger dude, you're in NXT, you haven't really gotten a taste of that full-time main roster life yet, and you're getting right. a big match. How does that feel as opposed to being this established star coming down to to basically show the kids what's going on up on the main roster? Well, uh, to answer that, I mean, being being the kid from NXT chomping at the bit and, like, getting that opportunity against somebody like Seth Rollins or whether it be Seth Roman or, like, even, like, back in Survivor Series when the NXT guys came up. And that was, like, when me and Ted just just moved up on the main roster, too. Um, man, you're, you're just chomping at the bit because you're like, all right, now I get to see, like, I'm with the big dog and I better bring it. Or else I'm gonna get, <laughs> I'm gonna show the world why I'm at NXT and he up on the main <laughs> roster if I don't bring it. And like it, it's just one of those moments where you get to show the world what what you can do and that you belong and you can you can compete with the best of them and show the world that you ain't no slouch either. And just put your name on the map. And then for the other way, the round, basically go back to where it all started. You know, I was. I was kind of down at NXT. I was still at FCW uh, for like a month. And then Seth and like our Roman had went up and did the shield. So like I was there for a little bit while Seth was still the the very first NXT champion. Yeah. So like just seeing like how the difference between that Seth and then this Seth right here, I think you're going to revert. You're going to see flashes of that old Seth because He's going back to his roots. He's going back to where it all started, where it all began, the the run of Seth Rollins and, uh, you know what I'm saying, the the grind that he had to go through. And I believe this might be, like, his first time, well, I mean, outside the pandemic, I guess, but uh, but going back to where it all started, like, this yeah. would be his first time wrestling at NXT since leaving since to go then. do the Shield. Yeah, yeah so, like, it's going to be like, I guarantee he's probably going to have flashbacks running through his head. It's just like, man, like, look where he is now compared to what he, like, had to go through. And it's just going to, like, start playing over. And then he's, you're just going to see a different Seth Rollins. It's still going to be the same, but it's going to be a different Seth Rollins because he's back home. Mm -hmm. He's going to be excited. He can't wait because now he's going up against guys that are considered the next generation, like Braun Breaker, who's a freak of nature. And uh, it's just, it's going to be really fun to see those two go at it and stuff like that because you got the hungry one versus the one that's going back to the back to the crib and it's just like all right this is where it all started man like now I get to go back and pay it forward a little bit and like show them how how it is to be a professional going up in the ranks and how you go about doing business and also also got to humble this kid because he thinks he could be on the same stage as me. Mm. But then Braun Breaker is like, nah, I'm about to show this dude. Nah, bro, I'm come. You got the number one spot. I'm coming for it right then and there. And I, I want that number one spot. I've seen what it is. I love it down here at NXT, but I want more. I want it all. Dogs, what's, I, I got, I got two more questions before we get you out of here. What's the beef with LA Knight, man? Y'all, y'all two guys are, are, are masters of, promo work and, and talking trash and talking that ish. Uh, how did this whole thing start? And 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 how's the, uh, what's the beef with him so far? Well, the beef with LA Knight, man. See, look, man. People see LA Knight. I know LA Knight. 
L.A. Knight back in 2013 when he first got to the PC. <laughs> L.A. Knight wasn't talking like he's talking now. But, I mean, he, he felt like he could beat me and Taz with anybody. You know what I'm saying? He was saying it's easy work over here in the streets. You know what I'm saying? He was trying yeah. to make a profit by picking anybody. And he picked Rick Boogs. And that dude, that dude is a freak of nature in itself. He stay lifting weights. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He hit yeah. me up. Last week at three o'clock in the morning, talking about yo, I'm about to go hit these squats real quick. You trying to roll? I'm like, bro, I'm I'm sleep, man. <laughs> <laughs> Le- leave me alone, bro. <laughs> Click. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, uh, nah, man. Like L.A. Knight, he, he talked too much, man. Everything yeah. he everything he says, like, and when we proved him wrong, we proved him wrong. We made him realize he couldn't beat us with anybody. Yeah, and yeah. so now he had to revert. And yeah, he beat Taz, but he cheated. You know what I'm saying? He had to grab the rope. And like we 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 called him on his bluff when he said he could beat us with anybody. You know what I'm saying? He was speaking a little Japanese, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's yeah. he, you know, he likes to say yeah a lot and all that stuff. And uh, but no, nah, man, he just talks a bunch, man. It just like he just doesn't stop talking. Doesn't stop. Doesn't he stop. just doesn't stop. And even when he loses, he still got more to say. It's like, bro, like, you just <laughs> lost. What do you what do you mean? And he was like, I ain't get pinned. I was like, Well, I mean, look, bro, Anthony Davis ain't in the missed the game winning shot, but he still lost. <laughs> he still, he was still lost. on the team that lost. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what you what you mean, bro? Oh, <laughs> but nah, God. man. I can't front on LA Knight though, man. I can't front on him. He's 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 been getting a little bit of a buzz lately. And uh Oh yeah. You know. Bro, look, the crowd loves him. He's very uh charismatic, yeah. you know. And he'll be able to talk like he does. Like, I mean, it's it's captivating, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes me and Tez gotta be on our game when we talk smack back to him and stuff like that. So like, look, LA Knight, he's a great competitor, he's a great talker. Does his mouth get him in a little bit of trouble? Yeah, it does. But, I mean, all in all, he's going to money in the bank. If he wins the briefcase, cool. I'm going to snatch it off of him. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, give me that. You don't want that. You don't need that. Yeah, uh, bro, so that's that's that. my last question. That's my last question. You got a pick for uh, this year's money in the bank? We got Santos Escobar, L.A. Knight, mm-hmm. Shinsuke Nakamura, Ricochet, uh, Butch, and... Uh, Damian Priest. Damian Priest. Oh my God. Half got up again. Priest. Damian Priest. Who's your pick for money in the bank this year, dogs? Man, you know what? I got to go with Santos. Yeah. I think think Escobar wins it. I think it's his time, man. That's a good pick. That's a solid pick. I don't know who I got yet, man. This is this is probably the most wide open money in the bank I can remember in some time, right? Like, I don't think anybody's there. I don't think any of them has ever won a world title. In WWE, yeah. so it feels it feels fresh. It feels different. You feel me? Right. So uh, I, I'm I'm really excited for that. I'm excited to see that uh, in UK too, man. It's gonna be awesome. I would pick Ricochet, but he he prefers yellow Starburst over pink. So <laughs> that was a red flag. That's definitely a red flag, yo. He definitely eats uh, <laughs> uh, un. Un- uncooked toast, man. That's weird. That's yeah. weird. <laughs> Yo, dogs, I know we got to get you out of here, man. Uh, thank you so much for kicking with us on the Masked Man Show, filling in for my man, David Shoemaker. Um, appreciate your time as always. And, uh, you know, oh, so people know we can see you, man. You know what time it is. Oh, thanks for having me. 
Obviously, I'm one half of the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins. Uh, we are on SmackDown on Fridays. You know what I'm saying? You know Friday, me. Get the party started. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you ain't doing nothing. Go to the show if we in your city, in your state. If you ain't, tune in 8 o'clock at the crib on Fox. You know what I'm saying? You ain't doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's 8 <laughs> o'clock. Hey, everything don't start until like, what? 11? Something like, least. hey, when the yeah, so like you got eight to ten, dog. Tune in to SmackDown. See your boys do work, and always remember we live, breathe, and die by these four words, and that is we want the smoke. Man, ain't no better way to end this one, uh, Angelo Dawkins. It's your boy Cassie on the Mass Man Show. Thank you so much for tuning in, as always. Uh, apologies as always to uh, John Moxley. <laughs> we'll see you next week, humanoids. Peace. Peace.